welcome. <laughs> welcome, everyone, back to YA at heart. No, 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 no. We've we've renamed. All right, this is therapy for Eddie Larue. That's what we've renamed it. I don't even know if this is therapy anymore. What it is is that we come back and we yell at how frustrated we right. are that right. we get a little bit of something turning good. A little bit of something good, a little bit of like, oh, there's something happening here. And then it goes right back into another filler chapter. And I'm like, this has nothing to do do with, with what the anything going on. Yeah. So welcome back to another episode of fucking frustration. Because <laughs> what is going on? Oh my God. What is going on? What is happening? You, you led right. me astray and I'm frustrated. Yes, it was <laughs> I've been bamboozled, ma'am. False advertisement. <laughs> I've been hoodwinked. <laughs> That's what's happening. That's exactly what's happening. Let's go ahead and jump into it. We start with chapter seven. It is New York City. It's September 5th, 2013. In this chapter, it's more about Henry dealing with his curse and like the ramifications of this curse, right? So like we know from previous chapters that Henry basically asked for happiness and Luke couldn't give him happiness per se. So he fed him these little things that could lead to quote unquote, his version of happiness. Right. And in this chapter, that's what we're getting. Henry still has a lot of like, he he hasn't gotten over Tabitha, right? It, it hasn't been that long, like a day, a week or so. Um, So he really isn't over Tabitha. So he still has a box of her stuff. And he just, he like ended up going through his apartment and just started putting all of the stuff that she left behind into this box. But he hasn't done anything with this box. And you guys have to remember that for later on in, the, in a couple other chapters. Because if something <laughs> big happens. Um, <laughs> so he just puts all the tab of the stuff into this box. And then just puts this box aside. And I wrote in this chapter, what I really realized was Henry's curse is a, it's a trip. It's almost like a power trip. Yeah. Because you can't do any wrong in anybody's eyes. You are the perfect specimen to somebody regardless of like and and the thing is is his curse is a not i'm a perfect specimen for the person i am but i'm perfect because i have become in your eyes what you perceive perfection to to be. be yeah and like it was crazy reading that and how everybody perceived him a certain way even like just the hookups or like his parents his siblings b like, I know this This is all, like, later on in chapters, but this specific chapter, like, it, it's crazy. So it's kind of an ego boost, almost, which is kind of what Luke fed him. He was kind of like, oh, you want to be happy? You're perfect. You're a perfect specimen. Like, that's what Luke told him. And that's what Henry thought at the time during his moment of weakness. Yeah, and he's like, oh, that's kind of what, like... I needed like it's yes that's what he wanted to be wanted but he didn't realize that you know there's ramifications with it exactly yeah so then so (laughs) there is a scene in here I think it's I don't know if it's true or not but I just like because with this book and everything I was like oh my god what if this is what if this is Luke dressed up I don't know so like there's a scene in this book where Henry is he's at the bar and he talks to Lucia and she has a boyfriend but they're looking for a threesome and so they decide to invite henry but when when it when i read that line of oh what's your name lucia i was like oh my god is this luke (laughs) (laughs) no bro listen luke would not be checking in on him that early i'm gonna let you live out a little bit right exactly you you, and then i'll be back (laughs) right Another thing that I wrote, because again, this is this is a chapter that is it doesn't give you a lot of information. It's just giving you like an understanding of, of Henry's curse and like how yeah. it's how it's a power trip. I also wrote, I was like, Henry, like Henry's a little wilder than Addie because of the threesome. I was like, Henry, okay. Uh, it was like the the fucking the drinking was one thing I was concerned about. I want to drink until I can't see straight. I want to drink until I can't see anymore. And I was like, oh, like, damn, okay, that's, that, that's that an is... issue. That's right, an issue. exactly. And then he was like, oh, I usually stay away from hard drugs, but I'm going to take a bump of coke off a stranger tonight. Right. And I was like, whoa. All oh, I buddy. said, I was like, Henry, <laughs> can you? That's what I thought. I was like, can you, can you slow down, sir? Like, I was right. like, this I was like, sir, sir. And then, then this whole threesome with this girl that just showed up. She's like, oh, we're looking for fun. Yes, and she's talking about her boyfriend. And, yes, and I was like, I was Henry. Like, oh, I was bro. like, Henry. I was like, we want to do 
to get over Tabitha, but damn, sir, can you just can you hold up? up? Could you not? You could, could you take not? a little bit before you jump into shit. Mm, um, like <laughs> you, you're you're doing a lot. You're doing a you fucking are. lot right now. So yeah, that was that was just that was a lot for me. I was like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna go ahead and turn this page right on in the chapter. Yes. Eight. <laughs> Moving right along, uh, we get into chapter eight. It's still New York City. It is September seventh, twenty thirteen, and in this chapter, Henry starts to kind of enjoy his curse. He's starting to be like. Oh, I can get away with a lot. I can, I can, I can yeah. ask whoever I want out and they're probably not going to say no. You know what I mean? And he's definitely enjoying it. He's cocky with it almost. He's like, yes. oh, damn, it feels good to be wanted. Yes. And I'm like, okay, yep. don't, I'm don't, like, don't, Henry, get, fucking don't up. get too I'm into like, you're it. Up. Yeah. You're going to realize he, real soon. It's not what you it's think not it what is. you want. Because like in reality, again, it hasn't been that long since the Tabitha fiasco. Um, mm-hmm. He just got cursed. It might seem great in the beginning but if you really think about it you never being able to do any wrong like how can you grow so in this one i I thought this chapter was a little interesting because b has a thesis she's seen three different paintings i believe or or sketches or maybe they're paintings and sketches but they're they're mixed uh, they're mixed right they're mixed medium art that she's seen that depict the same woman and she's like you can tell by like the you know the curve and the lines and things like that she's like these this is the same woman and each uh painting or piece of art is from a different decade but this woman looks the exact same and they all had the constellation they all had the constellation so immediately we already know who this person is the constellations give it away it's addy but this was something that b was looking into for her thesis and unfortunately henry kind of like talks her out of it he's kind of like hey you know you you wanted to do this other thesis and they kind of turned it down because it was very whimsical Mm -hmm. and now you're sitting here and you're you're coming up with this thesis that that's a little you know it's a little unbelievable so with that he kind of talks b out of that thesis and really again this chapter was i think this chapter was a page and that's all it was it was filler again yeah and my thing was like it was filler yes but at least it led into the next chapter oh yeah and it also got me thinking if b had gone ahead and done that project would she have i guess remembered Addie when she walked into the bookshop Mm. do you think probably not because of the curse but Maybe mm. it would have been more of a subconscious thing. Yeah. And not kind of like um, when she was like, there's something timeless about your yes, face. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Maybe that was maybe that was her remembering Addie. Because gotcha. I mean, you don't do a thesis and not do research on the subject like That's thoroughly. True. So yeah. maybe that was her remembering Addie in a way. So, like we said, chapter eight jumps into chapter nine. Chapter nine, it's New York City. It's March 18th, 2014. We're kind of in the present here with Addie and Henry. And this one was just Addie confirming that she was the woman that B had been, you know, right. But (laughs) Addie does say, Addie does say that she knew about the two pieces of art. She didn't know about the third. And the third was a sketch of her on the beach with a book. Keep that in mind because there is a chapter later on with that same thing. I didn't even catch on to yep, that. Yep. The moment she said she was at the beach with the book, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, she didn't know she was being sketched. Oh, damn. Look at you pulling shit Investigator. Up. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the other things that I picked up in this chapter was, again, this saying is said again in chapter nine, ideas are wilder than memories. Yeah. And that just, I'm like, you don't bring this up twice and then bring it up again later on in chapters. Like, there's got to be something about it. Also, in this chapter, Henry starts to realize he's falling in love with Addie. This is a chapter where he's like, crap. Which I'm is falling like, in love. We were this like, dude, it. we already knew. We already she's knew. She's in your place all the exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> You're inviting her to work with you. Y'all are together right. all the time. All the like, time. duh. I mean, it, like I said, it's a different type of thing for the characters to, to actually know it internally, it. but then admit it is different, you know. Yeah, that is true. We jump into chapter 10 and it's New York City, September 13, 2013. This one I actually enjoyed a little bit because this one gave you more of a background for Henry in regards to his family. We already met his sister, Muriel. 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 <laughs> Muriel. Muriel. Oh my God. <laughs> Curry's the cowardly dog. Goddamn. We already knew about his sister. We knew about David. But now we got to interact and meet. Well, we got to see the interaction between him and his parents. 
And yeah. that was super interesting. So Henry, I wrote in this chapter, Henry is around family, but feels like he can't be his true self. And I like sat there, I'm like, damn, that's very relatable because I'm sure everybody at some point has been around their family and just feels like, here's a mask for what they perceive me to be. And, and like, who I actually am. Correct. And mm-hmm. it, it depends on you who you show your true self to. Like some people might actually show their true selves to their families and put a mask on for friends. And then other people might be vice versa. You might be more, you might feel like your friends are more family. And so you are more yourself with them than you are with real family. Yeah. And it's a shame that he, he that for the first time, this is, he feels like he's accepted by his family. Ugh, and, and it's because of the curse, which yeah. fucking, it's a mind it's a fucking twist because it's like, damn, you feel like you're not accepted by your family on on your own merit. You know what I mean? Yeah. By yourself. Just it's the curse that makes you feel that accepted. Like, oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. And he's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, so, go ahead. I did pick up and I don't know if you picked this up. But it seems like Muriel was the only one that knew that he was mm-hmm. bisexual. Mm-hmm. I wrote that in my notes. I was like, uh, his sister is the only one that knows about Robbie. Mm-hmm. And I sat there. I was like, that says a lot. Yeah. So it seems like even though they aren't that close, they yeah. are or he is closer to her than any other member of his family, family. member. Yeah. yeah. When I read that, I was like, yeah, you don't your siblings don't know that unless you want them to. And the fact that she does and she hasn't like Henry's like she hasn't told anybody or whatever. I feel like there's definitely a sibling connection between him and his sister. And he's downplaying it. Maybe possibly. But it also could be that she just found out on accident. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah. That, well, that's now you know. Awesome. Now, you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I wrote, um. Henry talks about how he looks like his mom and his dad, but his parents' personality is missing from him. Like, he just feels like he doesn't belong. Like, he looks like them. Personality-wise, he just doesn't fit in. He's nothing like them, yeah. Yeah. And then I wrote this other note where I said, the curse affected Henry's family, but not B. Because at first, it seemed like the curse didn't affect B in a way, when he was talking to her. But the you could definitely tell the curse affected his family. Like, in the chapter, he talks about how when he comes home, there's always a, oh, you're still working at that, that place. Why don't you, you know, why don't you aim a little higher? Find a career or, you know, something like that. It, it's almost, it's like gut-wrenching to, like, be talked to like that. And then it's almost like being a child. Like, you're being talked to yeah. as a child, as if you don't know how to make your own decisions. And, like, that fucking sucks. So I wrote that Henry says that that's usually the interaction with his parents and his siblings when he goes home. But because of the curse, the reaction was completely different. Here's the thing. This is how we know somebody's being affected by the curse. They get like this smoke or this this cloud or something over their eyes. And that's what Henry saw with his his siblings and his parents. He saw this cloud and he immediately knew, you know, it's the curse. Definitely the curse is happening. Usually your interaction with your, your family isn't that great. And then... Because of the curse, you actually felt like you belonged with your family. It just, it made me feel for Henry as a character. It did. It did. And it's like, it's already bad because you know that the curse is real. You know that it's Mm. happening. But Mm -hmm. to actually see it taking effect, like you have to watch it swirling around in their eyes as it's happening. Yep. And he's just like, oh. He talks about him trying to like test his family too. Yes. Like him being like, well, why? Why do right, you see me right. this way? And as it's like, as he's trying to be combative with them, the mm-hmm. fog just thickens in their eyes. And, and they, he's they just can't like, see and he's wrong. watching it. Yeah. But see, that's the thing though. So Henry starts to really try to test this curse out. So his favorite question starts to be, what do you see in me? Yeah. What is it that you see in me? So that he can know for sure if it's the curse or something else. Um, yeah. And now that makes sense when he was on his date with Addie. Addie. And I was like, what do you see in me? Bro, I've known right, you I was like, it's super minutes. early. What do you mean? <laughs> right. I know you for five whole minutes. But now what it makes fuck? sense. It completely makes sense. Chapter 11 was definitely a filler. It's oh, New York City, March 18, 2014. We're back with Henry and Addie. They're on another date. Oh, no. They're still on the, they're on the same date. Uh, oh, yeah. To, to go to the artifact. Yeah, I've been there. It's actually really fun. Oh, wait. It's a real thing? It's a real place. Oh, I did not know it was a real place. It's a real place. It's really fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, th- when I was there, it was projection art. As an artist, it was beyond. I oh, left inspired. You. I was like, oh, this is this is amazing. Yeah. 
but yeah there's just a filler chapter unless you think that there something important happened in it no it was just so. it was described very beautifully the sky room was very interesting they did note something interesting well they did note their reactions were very interesting to like yeah. the darkened sky yeah. it reminded Addie of when she was cursed and Luke came out and then the fog and the rain of course was symbolism of when Henry was cursed and what he sees in his cursed people but yeah other than that it was just filler yeah same i i'm assuming because yeah all these chapters were filler and nothing yeah. real of a real importance really happened no nope, um, so moving right along yeah so we move on to chapter 12 it's new york city it's september 19 2013 this is the chapter uh. that i was like god <laughs> damn <laughs> all right yeah. so I was like, finally, something interesting. Yeah. Okay. So in this chapter, um, we all know from previous chapters that Henry has obviously dated other people besides Tabitha. And um, one of those people, we know her name was Vanessa. Vanessa. So Vanessa. <laughs> all right. So here we get the story of Vanessa. And this is one fucking loopy story. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. What happens is Vanessa is a barista at a cafe that Henry frequent so initially she shows interest because of the curse and henry doesn't do anything about it at first but this is the chapter where he goes back he's like you know what fuck it i'm gonna go ahead and take this girl out on a date so him and vanessa go out on a date they hit it off it's very you know nice and things like that something else i believe that happened in this chapter just a side note he runs into the dean from his old school and the dean is also you know the curse is hitting the dean too and the dean is like hey we have a position at the school we'd like you back this is the same guy that threw him out yeah it was like if you don't drop out i'm gonna fail you right now he comes back and he's like oh you know hey we have this position that i think you would be perfect for blah blah that plays out in another chapter later but this is also the chapter that he meets the dean again and and that put into place but back to vanessa he goes on this date with vanessa they hit it off they essentially start dating vanessa is like knee deep in this curse it's it's been one week she is knee deep in this curse it's been one week bro it it has been one week of this curse with vanessa yeah (laughs) they're dating you know when you're dating somebody and there's a shit ton of red flags Ah, all the red flags all the red flags b and robbie were already like yo it's it's moving really fast we just want to make sure that y'all are good I want to talk She's... about Robbie though, really quickly. Oh, Robbie! Brought up too, and I was like, Robbie, Robbie can't say shit. No, I, no. Robbie can't okay. say shit because he's a jealous ex. But B was like, listen, she stayed over three days in a row, bro. B was like that friend that is like telling you, hey. You need to slow slow down. down. Yeah, B, I You know, maybe this isn't... Yeah, Robbie was so pissed because he immediately says under his breath when when Henry's, like, talking to everybody about Vanessa, oh, you, like, essentially, you have a type. And... Yeah! Henry's like, what? Can you can you repeat that? Can you be louder? And yes! Robbie, Robbie's like, well, Vanessa looks like Tabitha. You have a type. This is where Henry admits that it's not the gender he's attracted to. It's the person. Yes. I, what is that? That's not asexual. It's uh, pansexual. pansexual. It's pansexual. Yes, pansexual. So it's not that he's gay. It's not that he's bi. It's it's nothing like that. It's that he is just attracted to the person regardless of gender. And I was like, thank you. Like, thank you for for putting that in there because right. to Which be honest- I meant to clarify earlier when I was talking about uh, him and Muriel. Sorry. I yeah, yeah. It was that. like left super open. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, I'm assuming we're just going to interpret this how we see fit. But I like that it was like, hey, no, this is somebody who's just fluid in, in who he likes and chooses to be sexual with. Right. So get over yourself, Robbie. You're so- Yes. Oh my God. Uh, Robbie, Robbie is so annoying. He's, He's such a yes. fucking ass. Yeah, because like, how dare you break up with this good ass kid, humble everything, right? And, and you, then get mad at him, and they get mad he that he's moving on to be with. Like, right. fuck off. Then we move on to a little bit more in this chapter. Uh, and <laughs> Vanessa is awake, staring at him in his sleep, <sighs> and she wakes him up, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like he wakes up like. Are you okay? Like, What's going on? Are you all not right? even not even Edward Twilight looking at you from across the room, just in your face, psychopath, touching, okay. touching you. He like wakes up startled or whatever, and he's like, "Oh my god! Like, are you okay? Are you all right? Like, what's going on? Are, are you fine?" And she's like, "I just wanted to let you know, I love you." It's been a week. 
week. Red flag, red flag. Eh, a eh, week. Eh, eh, eh. Like, bitch, oh, what? Oh, my God. What? And he's staring at her like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't feel the same. Go. I don't feel the same. <laughs> like, um, uncomfortable to the point where he's like, I'm going to leave my own apartment now. <laughs> so, so he technically does leave because like she says that and he doesn't know what to say. So he kind of like tries to avoid it. Like he kisses her, gets out of bed and jumps in the shower. So then this bitch sets fire to the box of he Tabitha's belongings. <laughs> what? He smelled fucking smoke from the shower and this bitch is singing Adele in the kitchen. <laughs> I set fire to the rain. But no, but this is what she tells him though. When he demands to know what's going on, she's like, you're holding on to the past. Like literally holding on. You've had this box as long as we've been together. They've been together for a week. He literally said, a week. Know, he's like, as long as I've known you. He's like, a week? I can't. I so don't then, know you. Henry was not ready to give up Tabitha. If he was, he would have gotten rid of that box. But they he was. literally he, he literally just got rejected a week ago. Like yes. said, a week ago. So to have somebody burn it, those are things that you probably cherish currently because you're going through a heartbreak. You don't know what to do. You are still in love with that person and you're still remembering that person. So obviously the proper reaction is to be pissed. Yeah. He tells her, you have to go. This bitch says, like home? Yes. <laughs> Where the fuck else? Yes. <laughs> my god you know that video where she's like you need to leave <laughs> that was henry and vanessa's looking at him like what did i do wrong i don't understand you, oh bitch. my god pyro bitch. you're a fucking you're pyro. about to burn down my whole apartment with us <laughs> in it <laughs> what the because fuck? you were like i kept my ex-girlfriend shit oh my god <laughs> like you i don't <laughs> But then, look, so then she realizes Henry's mad at her. So she immediately starts going off. She's like, what did I do wrong? He's trying to pacify her. He's like, "Yeah, I just need you to, to go. I need space. And she's like, no, I'm sorry. I love you. He's like, Vanessa, just go, please. She won't leave. She's like, I care about you. Are you going to contact me? Are you going to call me? Are, please, like, call me. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I will. I will contact you. Can you just go? And she's like, are you, are you really? Yes, I'm going to contact you. Just please leave. You know what's crazy for me? The fact that he pacifies her, not because he's afraid for his life, but because he was like, I couldn't stand to see her look that broken because that's how I felt like when Tabitha said no to me. I was like, she literally tried to, to set your apartment on fire less than three minutes ago. Yo. But you're afraid for her feelings right now? Bitch, get the fuck out of my house. Vanessa, spoiler alert, is love. Yes! <laughs> She's love from you. That's what She's that like, is. What did I do wrong? Bitch! Tell the people! Yeah. So obviously, now we understand why he can never go back to that coffee shop. I don't even know no. why you're still living within the vicinity. Yeah, I would have left of the vicinity. I would have found the apartment. I would have left that apartment. Yes. I found she a whole knows new apartment. where you live now. Exactly. She knows where you live. Nah, I would have found a whole Why new would apartment. you stay there? Whole new apartment. We move on to chapter 13. This was another really good chapter. Oh, wait, this before, was another really good chapter. <laughs> before you move on to 13. Yes, it was. Before it you was. move on to 13. I Go said, ahead. now, I wrote my notes. Now Henry understands how bad this curse is. Always read the fine print. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on to chapter 13. It is still New York City. Now it's October 23rd, 2013. It's close to Halloween. And apparently it's a tradition that him, Robbie, and B do some stuff during Halloween. So they decide to watch a movie. Usually they do dress up for Halloween. And Henry has been, I just want to put this out there because it's a little subtle reference to some, like my childhood. Henry has been Freddie Mercury, Mad Hatter, Tuxedo Mask. Do you know who that is? Isn't it just the regular mask? Nope. Tuxedo Mask is Sailor Moon's love interest. That is like an old cartoon oh. from when I was little. I was like, I had to read that again. Is this what I think it is? Oh, okay. Is I no, because I watched I watched a little bit of Sailor Moon, but I was really, love really, really young. Love Sailor Moon. Um, okay. And of course, he's been the Joker. He's been those things. I wrote that in my notes because I felt like that was a cute little like 
throw in there. Another thing I wrote, B or Robbie ask him why he doesn't do photography. And mm. because apparently he's really good at it. And he has stopped doing it because of the curse. He felt like, I don't know if, if I start doing that again while cursed, I don't know if I'm getting certain favoritisms because of you know my talent or is it because of the curse is it because whoever looks at my my photos are seeing what they want to see what they are perceiving them to be and not what they are in actuality damn like your own talent you feel like you can't even do because you don't know if it's if people legitimately like it for you or if they like it because of the curse that you now have right then everything is always questionable yes which sucks for him so then this is where we get kind of to a good part. They are all sitting, uh, ready to watch the movie. Robbie picks a horror movie because it's Robbie's choice. So they're all sitting there and Henry is just kind of like, you know what? I need to get up. I can't just sit here. I need to get up. So he gets up and he's, his excuse is... Yeah, because oh, Robbie no. places his hand. Yeah, because... That's what I was about a to jump say. Robbie, coming up. It's a... Yeah, but doesn't move it. So like Robbie jumps, places his hand on Henry's thigh, but never removes it from Henry's thigh from the initial scare. And Henry's like, nah. I got to get up. I can't. This is not it. So Henry gets up. And he's I'm going to go make popcorn. Goes to make popcorn. Who the fuck follows him right into the, the damn kitchen? Robbie. Robbie follows him into the kitchen. Now we yeah. all know. Talk we about all like, know. Oh, I'll help you. No, we all know that the moment no. an ex follows you somewhere and it's just y'all two. Some shit's about to go down. In a dark some room. No, some shit's right is about to go down. It's always like that. So immediately Henry goes, he starts a sentence. Robbie don't even let him finish. Robbie is on him. He's kissing him. He's doing whatever. And Henry is like, Shit. hold up. Yeah, Wait a like, minute. Um, Where did this oh come from? Right. So Robbie's like, I've been waiting weeks to do that. Weeks. So since the curse has been in place. And of course, Henry immediately knows Robbie's under this curse because he sees the fog. And Henry is just kind of like, this is a mistake. Robbie admits to loving him. And we all knew Robbie loved him, like even before the curse. We right. all knew this. But then Henry asks the question, if you love me, then why did you break up with me? And Robbie initially can't answer it. He's like, I don't know. You know, you were different. We weren't a fit. And then Henry presses on like he does, like now that he's doing to figure out, you know, what people are seeing with this curse. Um, he says, how? Robbie says, you didn't know what you wanted. And I guess for Robbie, that was like, Okay, well, I can't be with you if you don't know what you want. I mean, Henry's like, I wanted you. Like, you made me happy. I wanted you. And Robbie is like, it can't just be about the other person. You have to be someone too. You like, And I completely understand this. Right. Essentially, what was happening, what it seems like what was happening was Henry might have been codependent on Robbie and might have turned Robbie into like his whole world. And Robbie looks like he's more of a free spirit. Really didn't want that. Even though he loves Henry, he was just kind of like, I can't be your whole world. Like, th this right. is too much you pressure. Be, I can't. Yeah, you yeah I can't do that. Exactly. And I completely understand that. When I tell you the note in my book is, this is my fucking life. <laughs> oh, like, my God. Uh, I tell you. Oh, my God. So, anyway, but I thought the that note, was interesting. The but, note that I put in there is like, damn, boy, this shit complicating your whole life, playboy. <laughs> So, like, I wrote that in, like, I wrote, you know, Robbie felt like they weren't a perfect fit at the time, but the curse has made him feel and see and think that him and Henry should be together. Now to him, because of the curse, Henry is the perfect fit. It was interesting to see that because I think now Henry at this point is starting to pressure and push on this curse to figure out what it is that people think they're seeing that make them want to be with him. Yeah. And it's. Um, I think it's also making him sadder too yeah it is it really i mean yeah. it would make me sadder too because you're sitting there you're like i'm not that like i'm most definitely not that so, yeah because yeah. like it's a it's an opposite at first he's like i don't get it what's missing why mm -hmm. am i not enough and now he's seeing exactly what everybody wanted him to be and he's just like that's not me this this isn't me yeah and so it's just like it's it's a double-edged sword honestly yeah yeah Meanwhile, um, B is in the living room. Like, how many dickheads does it take to make a backup <laughs> Two, apparently, two. Uh, but they burnt the popcorn, y'all. Yes! burnt. Oh, bitch, I would have been so mad. So moving right along to chapter 14. It is New York City, November 14th, 2013. My birthday! <laughs> 
Robbie now refers to the fire that Vanessa started as the Great Fire of 2013. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my god, damn. That's honestly, it's well deserved. It's it well really deserved. Is. Yeah. They tried to warn him. But this is also the chapter where um Tabitha comes back. And oh this bitch. to me, this was probably the hardest thing for Henry. Because yeah. now Tabitha is under the curse. She mm-hmm. sees perfection in henry she sees exactly what she believes henry to be so she asks if they could try again and to henry he's like i don't even know if it's real it's the curse talking so why would i jump back into this relationship it you should know you should know it's his head it obviously is his head playing games with him but it's like she walked away in the park she hasn't contacted you since no so of course it's not real yeah it's not real it's the curse playing games just like it's the curse playing games with everybody else you see it in her eyes yeah and i'm glad that he was smart enough to walk away because for a minute i thought it was gonna falter i really i know i did too i was like oh henry this isn't it like obviously this is just all because of the curse you yeah like don't do it isn't it yeah don't do it don't do Um, it so yeah so the hardest thing he did was walk away and let tabitha go so now we're moving on to chapter 15 uh, New York City, March 18, 2014. This is another filler episode. Um, episode? Episode, oh, sorry. Another filler chapter. Sorry. <laughs> but in this chapter, um, I wrote that Henry feels like his days are speeding up. Yeah. Which, to me, I was like, why? Why do you feel like your days are speeding up? If your curse is for a lifetime, and it's your lifetime, why do you feel like your days are speeding up? I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. There's something there. There's something there. He shouldn't feel like his days are speeding up. It, it's not. No. You think he's hiding? I think Is he so. hiding something more? I think there's actually a time limit. I think there's a real time limit on his curse that he only told Addie is for a lifetime. I so think. do you think when his watch broke, that was when his days were like numbered? Maybe. I don't mm. know. But I think I think there's a time restraint. I think that he told Addie always for a lifetime. But I think why do you like for me, I find it odd that you feel like your days are speeding up and that scares you. And yeah. you, you, you're panicking because of that. If you have a, a lifetime, why is it that you feel like your days are speeding up? Because then that also plays into the fact that he never wants to live the same day twice. Yeah. He never wants to do the exact same thing over and over again. And doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. That was chapter 15. Moving on to chapter 16. We're in New York City. It's December 9, 2013. This is where we get the words that Luke fed him for the curse. So the words that Luke used for the curse was, you want to be enough. You want to be whatever they want. And that is why whenever somebody looks at him, they see what they want, but they don't see Henry. They don't see Henry as he is. Exactly. And it plays back into that word and terms thing Mm -hmm. just like what he said with Addie and Henry's realizing again he's loved but not as himself and realizing indeed that his curse is exactly that it is a curse correct and I mean this this chapter um like I said the I said like a couple chapters back the dean that kicked him out of school this was the chapter where the dean talks about oh we want to hire you they want to give him a tenure job right which he keeps saying like I am nowhere qualified qualified for this right exactly and I just thought there was like if he didn't know he was cursed before that right there should have told you like yo right and he's he keeps telling him the whole time he even goes as far as to be like because it's a theology position yeah yeah it's a theology position and he's like i i don't even believe in god and the dean is like oh me either i and he's like what the fuck what no yeah his eyes keep just frosting and glazing and glazing and just fighting henry's words Right, and he's exactly. just like, yeah, he's just, he's going to do whatever he does to see you as perfect. That is the curse. Exactly. Nothing that you say, nothing that you do is going to matter. Nope. He still sees you as perfect. So we move on to chapter 17 in New York City. It's December 31st, 2013. It's New Year's Eve. Henry can't even enjoy New Year's Eve. <laughs> Damn, Henry can't even enjoy sex. He can't even enjoy it. He can't even enjoy sex. No, because like, do you even know if the person is having sex with you because they really want to have sex with you? Or is it that they just see the person they want to have it with? They, you know what I mean? Yeah, he keeps like, it's... it's <laughs> he I couldn't like even get about, his name right. 
he's like, like Max, Mark, Malcolm, Max, Mark, Malcolm. whatever. <laughs> what? Like, Damn. At this point, they're all just blending in. He's just like, fuck it, whatever. He's like, like, this isn't the first person I made out with tonight, but whatever. Yeah. And in Robbie's apartment. In I, Robbie's I mean, apartment. I'm not mad about so that. So disrespectful. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'm in Robbie's apartment for New Year's Eve. I've made out with a whole bunch of people that Robbie has invited Knowing damn well Robbie still has feelings for him in his apartment, making out with everybody, and this guy is literally trying to hook up with him in the hallway. He says he meant to oh, yeah. small this apartment. And in. Robbie runs in on them. And Robbie, Robbie runs them. into them and he's like, Are you fucking serious right now? Yep. Yep. And like you the literally guy... have somebody trying to give you head in no. the hallway of my apartment. No, the guy starts so the guy in the chapter it says the guy's like grinding up on Henry and Yeah, Robbie but he goes in. down and he's trying I know, to I unbuckle know. his belt. Right. And then Robbie's just looking at Henry like are you like you said, are you fucking serious? And Henry yeah. Henry groans like out of frustration. He is like, fuck, like, are you serious? And when he says that, <laughs> Robbie, I think, leaves or something, and the guy is like, Oh, he must have said that because I'm doing something right. I'm like, Oh my yeah. god. And I was like, No. No, wrong type oh of my energy, dude. my dude. Wrong type of energy. And so yes. he's like, no, can you can you stop? Can you can stop? Can you get off me? Can you get Thank off you. of me? Like right. Yeah. So it was just it was a whole awkward situation. And it was just it was just bad. I was just like, you are being completely disrespectful, Henry. Completely yeah. disrespectful. After that, after that fiasco in the hallway, he ends up getting into the fire escape and just sitting there in the cold because he's just like, I have to, I can't. He's like, I can't deal with anybody. I have to just sit here. Um, and B shows up. And at first, I thought B wasn't affected by this curse because it didn't seem like she um was seeing Robbie, not Robbie, sorry, seeing Henry the way that other people were seeing Henry. But then during the sit down and she's talking to Rob, talking to Henry, I start to realize, no, B is also affected by this, but in a different way. Instead of seeing Henry in a sexual way, which is how we've currently seen the curse work or see him in a family type of way, which is how we also saw the curse work or a business type of way or employment way where we saw that work with the Dean. Yeah, this is how the curse works with a friend. And for B, the curse makes Henry a perfect friend, a good listener, an honest friend, somebody she could talk to type of thing. And Henry is like, that's he's like, that's not even me either. Like, I'm not a good listener. I'm definitely not the perfect friend he's like me and her have butted heads on a bunch of shit like he's like this just it's not at this point he's like i can't even i don't even know if people are friends with me because they want to be friends with me or if they just friends with me because they see the perfect friend like it ruined that for him and i was just like oh god but there was um some words of wisdom that b did tell him she says you can't make people love you if it's not a choice Yes, I was like, damn, I felt that. I was like, he needed to hear that before he met Luke. Like, I know. I was like, that is exactly what he needed to hear that night. And my God, I like when that when I read that line, I had to close the book. I was like, Mm, because it was it's true. It's such a that brought back a lot of trauma for your girl. Mm. A lot of trauma for your girl. (laughs) Like, I'm good. I'm good now. I'm good now. But my God, if I didn't relive some fucking memories because of that. I'm still working through my shit. But (laughs) shit. Shit. But like, it's true though. I should have tear for that one. But it's true. You can't make somebody love you. And if if you're trying to, it's not legitimate. It's not real. It's not what you deserve. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And when she said that, I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I was like, the fuck? Bro, it was heavy. It was heavy. Uh, I was like, like, let me uh, get through the rest of this fucking book. Put this shit down. Right. Because I'm just being traumatized all over again. Trauma. (laughs) Um, Schedule this goddamn appointment with my therapist. That's where I'd be every other Monday. Okay. So the next chapter, chapter 18, we're still in New York. They don't even give you a date. This just says winter. Just winter. 2014. This is the chapter where we get to see how Henry met Addie from his point of view, essentially. Basically, he's already resigned himself to, okay, everybody I talk to is going to have these this cloud over their eyes. They're just going to see whatever they want to see. But in this chapter, he says that, like, that doesn't happen to her and her eyes stay the same. And so for him, he was like, oh, my God, this is, this is real. 
This is real presence. This is somebody who sees me as me. And I think that, again, like Morgan had mentioned during their first sit down at the coffee shop, when he was like, what do you see? Now we know why he's asking that question. It's why because- he's genuinely like interested and exactly. why it felt like they were so like on top of each other and why they like, it just felt like too mushy and too heavy because- you know, they were both cursed and he exactly. genuinely like wanted to be seen and she genuinely wanted to be seen. Like they both needed that reaction from each other. Right, right. So it all like in the beginning to me, it was like, y'all are too. No, but now it all right makes now. sense. But now, now it, makes, it sense. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So then we move on to chapter 19. We're still in New York City. It's March 18, 2014. Addie and Henry are still on that same date. They've gone through a bunch of the exhibits and now they're at the one exhibit where it says, you are the art. Now, this is an issue because Addie, due to her curse, can't leave anything, right? Like she can't write her name. She can't draw anything. She's not able to leave a mark in any which way. So Henry is like, okay, how do I do this so that Addie can leave a mark? How do I make this work? He figures out a way where he is the instrument and Addie is the artist. So let's say Addie is the painter. Henry's the paintbrush. And essentially what happens is Addie uses Henry's hands to paint what she wants to paint on this wall. And Henry writes her name so that her name is on this wall. That gives Addie an idea. She rushes them back to his apartment, gives him pen and paper. He sits down and she starts to tell him the story of her life. Well, actually, she uses she uses his hands. Oh, yeah. And she okay. writes. Yeah. She starts to write it. And she's telling the story of her life because, like I've said, Addie is the artist and Henry is the instrument. And that is how she's going to leave her mark. I found that such a great loophole <laughs> to her curse. I was like, oh, my God. Yes. That whole chapter, not going to lie, even though it was like a little mushy, it wasn't like too much mush for no, me. No, it wasn't. But that chapter was very cute, especially in the the last exhibit where he's like explaining how excited she was. Like she Mm -hmm. was able to draw like birds and trees and houses. A pair of eyes. eyes. Oh, no. I hope those weren't Luke's eyes. Guarantee you there were Luke's eyes. eyes. If there were Luke's eyes, I'm going to punch that bitch in the face. Whose other eyes is she going to paint? She dreams about this If there were Luke's eyes, I swear to God, I'm going to punch that bitch in the face. I'm going to punch her square in her throat. (laughs) Uh, but she just like she laughed and she was crying and she was just so full of like joy and happiness and emotion and just like I thought that chapter was very very sweet and very touching it was a really cute moment and then at the end I was like hmm I wonder if that's what she was able to do in New Orleans and that's what set Luke off that's what set the fire that's what set Luke off and that's why he burned the whole building down oh okay Okay, we got to get there. Yeah, like, I, I got to read about New Orleans. I got it. Like, <laughs> because they were together, maybe there was like a falter in the curse where she was yeah. able to like leave a mark and she ah. tried to write her story. And he was like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and just burned everything down. That is the end of part four. Now we're on to part five. And the title for this part of the book is called The Shadow Who Smiled and the Girl Who Smiled Back. So obviously- the snack that smiles back. Goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> This chapter, obviously, just by the title, I was like, okay, this definitely has more to do with Luke and Addie than -hmm. anything else. Going on to chapter one, uh, we are in Vion sur... I fuck, I hate this. Vion! I can't can't pronounce it. There you go. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, but you know what? Y'all can tweet us or hit us up on Instagram and let us know. Yeah. So it is their anniversary. It is July 29th, 1764. Addie, she's at her father's tomb. Unfortunately, she finds out he passed away the year that she disappeared. Yeah. Which is sad. Fucking heartbreaking. But here's the thing. She looks back on it and she's like, she remembers him having a cough. She remembers fatigue. So he was obviously sick, but he must have been hiding it very well Mm -hmm. that his family didn't know. So he dies the year that she disappeared. So her mother has been by herself since then. That to me is crazy. She says that she can recall almost like a photographic memory all the years that she's been alive, except for the first 23 years of her life, because those were her quote unquote human years. 
Those were the years before the curse. Her memory is filled with all of the events and everything that's happened since she's been cursed. But the memories she's had for the first 23 years of her life are fading. She can't recall like her father's voice or Estelle or things like that. And I'm like, that's so sad because those are the memories she probably probably cherishes the most. Those were exactly. those memories were probably when she was like the most happy. And that's what she was trying so desperately to hang on to in the beginning. I also made note, Roger is dead. Um, he never remarried. Uh, not that she was too, you know, fond of no, Roger. No, not at all. Um, and Isabel died along with her young child in the Aww. same year. Then Addie has found Estelle's tomb. Oh. Or Estelle's, yeah, Estelle's tombstone. First off. She said Estelle is probably like, rolling in her Yes, grave. because Addie is like, they got this bitch in the middle of the fucking cemetery. She's like, no, no, no. This woman wanted to be on the outskirts. She wanted to be where the tree was. She don't want to be nowhere near the rest of y'all. She did not like any of y'all. Right. She said this. Not even in death. Any. She's like, I don't want to be here. So, yeah, she finds um, Estelle's tomb. It's been 50 years since she's been cursed. 50 years. You've seen life for 50 and you haven't changed. You still look like the 23-year-old that was first cursed. Like, it's yeah. it's crazy. So, because this is their anniversary, Luke does come back to be petty. <laughs> like always. <laughs> God damn. Now, this, but this time, though. It was This serious. was way different. Now, this was serious. I, yeah, I did not agree with, with Luke's. Well, oh, oh, well, okay, okay. I kind of did. Like, he did have some right to be angry, but this time he took it a little bit too far. I mean, but he she, took it a little bit too far. Not for nothing, but she, she definitely. Well, even b- but before that, but before that, I he mean, was he was talking trash about Estelle. He was, he was, and I think that's what triggered. Or he her. was goading her. No, he was. Estelle. He was goading her about Estelle. He was, he was trying to tell her, like he was saying, you know, oh, you don't, you don't know how many nights. Estelle whispered from that window and stuff. And Addie, knowing Estelle, is like, Estelle would have never worshipped you. She would have never tried to talk to you. I think for him, he was doing it to goad her. But for Addie, she was like, no, this is serious. You're talking about somebody that I loved and adored. And this was somebody that I truly cherished. And I'm not okay with that. So Addie tries to smack him, like, physically. And Luke is like... Oh, like she actually caught him off guard and he got hit. And he was like, oh, you forget your place. You forget who you are. You forget who I am. And he immediately starts to make her suffer. He, the way it's described in the book is um, she starts to feel pain in her legs for all the times that she's walked. That's 50 years of walking and her knees they they buckle under the weight under the pain he starts to age her and she starts to see like her hands become withered and old and her hair is becoming dry and stringy and he is basically telling her like i should make you suffer you should suffer for this right it's like i told you i was going to give you Right. Life, but i didn't um, have to i didn't have, I didn't to, give have you to make you ageless yeah yes exactly and i was like damn that like that's true yeah because that wasn't a part of her deal she didn't word that in he chose to do that i think this was like their biggest blowout almost Uh, we'll see when we we'll see when we get to new orleans but so far this is like their biggest blowout and at this point she's in so much pain she's like no and it sounds like a like she's begging he is like i could kill you right now and just put you right under a tree so that you can rest and addy is like go to hell like uh, yo, he's like well he can't he can't so he's just like just surrender yeah and then she's like no you can go to hell right he obviously at that point he poofs he, he he's out he's by and when he leaves Addie is reverted back to her young 23 year old self but that blow up they had this was definitely because of Estelle and right, Addie was like, not okay with that he went too far he did and I she agree. made went, sure to let him really know far. yeah yeah granted he went he, too far he kind of won this blowout blow up because he yeah that was a lot well duh he's a lord that was a lot I was like oh he's a lord <laughs> um but yeah okay. I wanted to ask you though do you yeah. think if she if she did age like if that wasn't a part of her deal if she did have you know eternal life well she had her years but she did age you know but she aged like maybe a little bit slowly but she definitely did age do you think that she would have given in quicker yes yeah i think so if you're like 68 yeah (laughs) 
and you're just walking it like it's not the same when you're 23 and you're walking the earth and you could go anywhere because nobody remembers you and you could do this and that like you can still enjoy the nightlife of like new york city or you can still enjoy the nightlife of paris or wherever else she's been at but when you're aging and you're like in your 60s or 70s at this point nah she would have immediately been like luke please just just take it i'm done i'm tired i can't Mm. do this anymore yeah most definitely yeah so that's where Um, he he fucked up basically yeah yeah but again like do we know that he fucked up or maybe he did this on purpose Mm. so okay here we go it's chapter two of part five um we're in new york city it is march 1914 again addy is comparing henry to luke again i'm just like shocker shocker i'm like addy um, Look who's not over there, X. X, correct. <laughs> Henry is asleep, and so she's just looking at Henry, and she's like, this is how Luke would look when he was asleep. And this is like, like, she's, I was just like, okay, Addie, we get it. Like, <laughs> we get it. But another thing that happened in this chapter is Henry makes space for Addie in his drawer for her things. Yes. And he's like, do you, do you have, have stuff? Things? And she was like, well, you know, you can't really have a lot of things. Like, and he was like, okay, well, if you do want to have things, you have a space that you can put it in. So what's the first thing Addie does? She puts her damn leather jacket in that damn space. How dare you, you disrespectful bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my God. <laughs> it is confirmed in this chapter that that leather jacket probably does belong to Luke because she says the only reason that she is allowed to have the ring and the jacket is because Luke allows her to have it right and even though it doesn't like it doesn't automatically come back like the ring yeah she still is allowed like it's still allowed to stay with her for an abnormally long long period of time correct yeah yeah like that's what I took out of this chapter really pretty much that's it also she picks up the book where she had started writing with Henry about her story and she reads it she's just like this is crazy foreshadowing that story is not gonna get finished (laughs) i can tell you right now (laughs) because the way this book goes bad shit happens always happens all All the time we move on to chapter three of part five we are in ficam yeah i think it's ficam 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 france um again it is Addie and Luke's anniversary. It is July 29th, 1778. This is the first time she's ever seen the ocean. So she's just oh. marveling at it. This is also the same scene where she was drawn, where B was beach. like, yeah, where B was like, oh, it's the same person. This is the one that she didn't know about. Question. Yeah. Do you think Luke drew this? Oh, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. Maybe. Maybe. He I did. think Luke drew this. So. She's on the beach. Uh, She picks up a book that was sitting in the sand to read. And in comes Luke. Obviously, it's your anniversary. He's come to say hello. But this time, they actually have a civil conversation. And there is a line in the book where it says that they have had a couple meetings since that blow up that they had previously. And they've kind of had a truce at this point. So Luke comes in. He just sits in the sand with Addie. And they have a very civil conversation. The book is is Shakespeare. It's The Tempest, I believe. Yeah, it's the play, The Tempest. Yeah, The Tempest. And Luke basically says like, oh, I was there when Shakespeare wrote it. And Addie's like, you lie. And he was like, I boast. It's tit for tat now a little bit. Instead of being petty, it's more of an actual conversation that they're having. So it was interesting. I was like, oh, this is different. Yeah, it's like they're getting to see a different side. He's also like, yeah, Shakespeare gave me that soul. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's almost like, oh, look at what I've, you know, done. Yeah. I helped bring your precious art into the world. Right, exactly. So they do have an interesting conversation on the beach. Then it starts to rain. So Luke tells Addie, come on, let's take a walk. They end up in church. Bro, she was so mad. She's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yes. And so they like, end up- I'm not the one getting wet, bro. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. He was like, is that me? <laughs> She's soaked through and through. And Luke is like, I'm dry as fuck. Like, I'm... Mm. So, <laughs> so they end up in a church. And Addie, it says in the book, Addie's like, I've always wondered if he can step foot in a church. And he does. He steps right in, walks right up to the pew, sits right down. And he's just chilling. He's just like, well, I'm here. Surprise, shouty. 
Yeah, so like this is also where Addie is kind of like, Are you the devil? And Luke Yeah, she pretty much calls him. She doesn't even ask. She pretty much no, calls, she calls him, him the devil. The yeah, devil. She calls him the and devil. he is angry as fuck. That flash of lightning comes in his eyes and he's like, Yeah, How but dare he you? he doesn't deny it. And then he says he's been a lot of things. Or he's been called a lot of things. And then he says where he he's talking about God. He's like where yeah. he um leaves you guys to like you know whatever and stuff he's like i help you yeah i think he says what does he say oh yeah he says he lets souls wither on shelves i water them yeah and i was like okay he says he makes promises i pay up front i was like "Mm, okay okay luke he actually shows addy what a soul looks like in yeah that was interesting addy is like oh my god that's what a soul looks like and she's transfixed by it. It's like pure light. It's in it's in Luke's hands. It's like a little marble. Like it's a marble. It's a ball. It's something like that. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And he takes this opportunity to be like, so if you really want to see one that's really beautiful, I can let you see your soul before if you surrender it to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Deal. Deal. <laughs> right. So he says that. And of course, Addie is like, no, <laughs> I'm good. Right. But the interesting thing is he turns a soul into her father's ring. Do you think he has yeah. her father's soul? Oh, no. I would hope I not. would hope not, I would, too. I would really hope not. I would not. hope not, too. But, like, how does he just, like, change a soul into her father's ring? Why wouldn't he just be able to produce the ring? You know what I mean? I don't know, but I really hope that her father didn't I would hope deals. so, too. But it's just, like... The way that it's written, he transfers a soul saying. into yeah. the ring, or he transforms a soul into the ring. Why couldn't he just pull out the ring out of his pocket? You know what I mean? Why does he have to make this whole show yeah. out of it? I'm thinking he took Papa Papa Larue's soul. That's what I'm thinking. Mm, I would really. I mean, maybe we'll maybe we'll find out later. Yeah. In in the later chapters, but I'm really. Hoping I'm hoping not. not the but case. the way that this book Fingers is, crossed, everything is sad. So yeah. <sighs> Okay, moving on to chapter four. We're back in New York City. It is March 23rd, 19, I mean, 2014. Addie watches Henry at the bookshop and she is not jealous by the attention Henry is receiving. She states that like she's lived a very long life and she's not jealous in any way of anything that Henry is receiving because of the curse, right? In the same chapter, Henry wishes he could give Addie an experience for the first time. She's lived such a long life. She's experienced everything. Well, almost everything. And he just wishes that he could provide her with an experience that she's never had. So at this point, they leave the shop. And Henry asks her, what do you want to do? Like, he's like, oh, we should go here. She's like, oh, okay. He's like, oh, you've already done this. And she's like, oh, but like, that's okay. And he's like, no, like, I want to give you an experience. Like, da, da, da. So he's like, you know what? Let's go. So he takes her to the Grand Central Station. They walk all the way below. And then I've never heard this word before, but whispering guy. I, I think I've heard of it. So he takes her all, He takes her down below and she experienced something for the very first time with Henry. He takes her to, um, like, I guess this portion of Grand Station. And he goes to one end and he has her stay on the other. And he speaks into the wall. And somehow the vibration of his voice or something travels to Addie and she can hear Henry through the wall. And that is probably the first time that that's ever, she's yeah, ever Cause it's a perfect uh, curve or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Henry is like, it's called whispering gallery. And I was like, I've never fucking heard about this. I was like, I want to try this out. I'm not putting my face on that dirty thing. <laughs> no, but like, definitely not but i'm like i want to i want to know like i think that's it is neat. cool somebody's it whispering is cool. in the wall like it is pretty you know. cool and she was, was pleasantly cool. surprised yeah. and you know we get yes, her because this is something her little never spiel again 300 years and i found something new oh my god she's such a grandmother <laughs> 300 years she's such a grandmother such an old lady. Yeah. So that was basically the end. Not a very eventful chunk of chapters here. No. But the more overt part that we read was basically about Henry and understanding him more, where he's come from, yeah. understanding his curse and how it affected him and seeing Addie through his eyes, basically. Right. So, I mean, it was interesting, but at the same time, there I feel like there could have been more or... 
I don't know. Like, I feel like there was a lot of filler. There was a ton. Uh, there chapters. was a ton of filler chapters. Yeah, that, that I, I could have done without. I could have done without. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there that, like, I definitely could have done without where I was like, okay, this is, I don't need this. I don't need to know this. Didn't need to know that. Yeah, it was funny with the Vanessa situation, but, like, eh, Tabitha too. But, I mean, again, Granted, those were inter- I feel like those chapters were interesting, but they could have been summed up in one yeah. chapter or they could have been summed up in like maybe two paragraphs yeah. or something. It didn't need to be full blown chapters. Yeah, it just felt like it, it wasn't. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't really feeling it. I felt like like in the last episode that we did, we discovered so much with our theories yes. and stuff. And I yeah. felt like we were really getting yep. somewhere with the story, like in the present. Yeah. And then you kind of threw us back into the past to understand Henry, which is fine. But I kind yeah. of felt like we started over from the beginning again. Where Yes, exactly. Yeah, where it's like it was the first 200 pages all over again where there was the story was not moving. Right. And right. it's just exactly. like it was it was kind of unbearable. And I was just like, oh, boy. Yeah. And we're just more like, than halfway through the book now. There's no need yeah. for me to still be feeling like this. Yeah. Not at all. With that, that's the end of the chapters for this episode. What are the chapters we're reading next time, Morgan? Oh, y'all. We are going to be some reading asses up in this bitch. Get ready to rumble. <laughs> Get ready to read, ready guys. To read because we are we are clearly over this book. It has yes. been it has yeah. been an adventure. I will say this is still the most beautiful book that I've ever read with that. Written? It is the most yes, beautifully most definitely. written book that I have yeah. read to date. It is still like poetry. Mm-hmm. It is very vivid. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. it hasn't been our pace, which Not is unfortunate. Um, yeah. So we're just going to bang out the rest of the book. And by that, I mean, we stopped at chapter four of part five. We are going to read yeah. chapter five of part five all the way to the end of this book. To the to end. The end. We're done. Book. We are We're finishing done. Addie right. LaRue. Finishing it up. You're yep. finishing Thank Addie God. LaRue, you guys. Clap it up. Thank God. Because it just needs to be done. It was, we, we, it's way too long. It's been way overdue. So we are finishing all of Addie LaRue Mm. and we will be discussing all of it on our next episode. So get ready. It's probably going to be a long one. To read. It's probably going to be a long (laughs) one and we will have a bottle of wine. Oh, I'm going to have to buy one. I'm going to have to buy one. Get a bottle. Get two. Oh, yes. And get get ready ready. because- all yeah. types of metaphorical shit is going to hit the fan. Any predictions? Um, I think my only prediction is that when you mentioned Henry keeps feeling like he's running out of time, I think that he doesn't have a lifetime. Yeah. Same. I, I think that I, um, I think that his his span, his lifespan is shorter than what he's leading Addie on to be. Yep. I agree because when I read that, I was like, no. I was like, there's no way that you have a lifetime and you feel like you can't live the same day twice or you feel like your days are speeding up. There's probably a time restraint or a time Mm -hmm. limit on his curse that he just did not tell Addie about. Maybe Mm -hmm. he revised his deal with Luke and was like, oh, I only want like a year now. When he mm-hmm. realized how bad his curse made him feel, he called on Luke mm-hmm. again and was like, listen, I just want a year. I think, okay, for me, I agree mm-hmm. with that, but I don't think he realized, because he was really drunk when he made this deal. Oh, I don't think you're he realized, right. right. I don't think he realized what he was asking for. And so because of that, I think Luke, because Luke was feeding him this stuff so luke was like okay i'll give you a year oh a year a year right and henry at the time being super drunk probably was like okay okay." a lifetime he's like no no no." right exactly and now and that's why the watch said live well because you only have a certain amount of time have damn that would make a lot i think i personally think that that's what it is a lot of sense yeah because like if you really think about it, he was super drunk. He didn't really know what he was asking for. He was like, oh, I want I want to be happy. But like Luke was the one that was feeding him the words he needed for the curse. So Luke could have slipped it in. Damn. Now he's like, shit, I know that the curse is real. And I've met Addie and like, shit, all I have is a damn. year. That that would really you know? suck. <laughs> oh, damn. But, this, but see, this one leads me into my other prediction because I really, really think 
that Addie is going to turn around and be like, I got to save Henry. Luke, you can take my soul if you save Henry, if you leave Henry alone. Because I, I really do, I thoroughly think that. I think that's what's going to happen. Addie won't say it, but I think she's, you know, she's fallen well, in love with Henry in a sense. Because this is the first person in 323 years who's seen her for her. And like, I think she's she's in love with him and to find out that he's cursed and then maybe in the next couple chapters she finds out he only has a year and she's just like oh no like you know i've lived 300 years you should be able to live a lifetime right i think that's what's gonna happen and maybe she'll ask go to luke, luke to like uncurse like, him correct and be like look i'll give you my soul if you just let him have his life don't take i it also have him. another question do you think like the longer that they've aged the more juicier their soul is like a fine wine <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. I mean, that would explain So that's why he's like, ooh, why, yes. I mean, that would explain why Luke is probably very adamant about getting Addie's yeah. soul. Um, granted, I, but I think just by the interaction that they had at the beach, I think he's starting to um, yeah. mellow out with that. I think he's starting to be like, I think now it's like a running joke for him just to ask. Because I don't think he actually wants her soul anymore. I hate to say it, but I think he enjoys that interaction. Yeah. I think he enjoys coming on July 29th of whatever year to chill with her and to do tit for tat or whatever it is. He's marking off the days on his stuff. calendar like, I'm about to go fuck with Addie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think he, I think he's starting because this is probably the longest anybody has lived or this is probably the longest he's had to wait for yeah. a soul. And I think for him, it's no longer the chase. In the beginning, most definitely. I I think in the beginning, he was definitely adamant about getting her soul. I think in the beginning, he was like, all right, bet this is why I'm going to ruin every July 29th for you. Every time, because I know at some point, you're going to give me this soul. But now we are 50 years in plus, And he just seems to be mellowing out. He's just, just the fact that he sat on the beach with her and talked about Shakespeare is like, what? Because usually back then, in the in the first couple chapters, he would start a riot immediately. Like, he would just be like, bitch, I need the soul. Give me the soul. <laughs> now, now it's like, oh, hey, sunshine. Yeah, you know, I... I like, me yeah, Shakespeare that guy, to mm -hmm. I took his soul. I gave him all his <laughs> ideas. Now he's boasting. Now he's boasting about stuff. Like, to me, I'm like, this dynamic has yeah. changed. This has definitely been... It started off as oh, you prayed to me, you owe me your soul. I'm going to get it regardless. Now it's like, oh, I've known you for about 50 years now. You look the same. You haven't aged. You are going through life. I can sit and talk to you. I think now it's a different dynamic. It's it's just yeah. way different. Okay. So yeah, I, those are my predictions okay. for now. I dig we'll see. It. We'll see next. We'll see next episode if oh, any of that's God. real. Because that'll be next the last episode. episode. <laughs> when shit hits the fan. That'll be the last yes, episode. Yes, it will. So. Yes, it will. Oh, and God. then... And then... Then we, start, we start from Blooded Ash. Then we start officially, if you guys have been following us already on Instagram, y.a at heart, you already know what our next book will be. But officially, for you guys that only listen yes. on the podcast, we will be starting from Blood and Ash by who, Ashley? I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I, wait, who's the author? I don't oh even know. Oh, my God. Jennifer L. Armtrout. <laughs> That's why, because her name was so long. <laughs> I think I said her last name right. And if I didn't, well, we just have a I tradition just want to say, <laughs> I, look, I've, I already read this book, but it was such a fucking good Yeah, this read. will be the first. I cannot wait to reread it. I cannot wait to reread it. On the podcast where Ashley has read it and I have not. So it'll be a very, it was a pandemic it'll be book. a very interesting uh, dynamic for this podcast. Oh, it's going to be so great. It's going to be Ashley so can't great. do any predictions, which is going to be so weird. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Be so oh weird. my God, so, I can't. Yes. I can't. Uh, so go ahead and buy that book, y'all, from Blood and Ash. Yeah. Uh, I already bought it two weeks ago. It's been sitting on my shelf. Us, please. <laughs> I'm so ready. And uh, get ready to read along with us. We are going to be moving through. That is going to be our rest of yes. November, December read. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, thank you. With that yes, said. With that yep. said, thank you for reading along and listening. And as 
always. We love so you. So much. And stay white. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.